0: Hello, um, welcome to episode two of Hit The Post podcast. Um, I want to start off saying thank you to those who listened last week. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We got a decent amount of views and we're hoping to grow from there. So what we want you to do is to um, share our podcast with your friends, make sure you tweet about it, interact with our account, uh, follow us at um, podcast underscore hit. I really appreciate it Um So yeah, episode two. Today's guest, it's pretty similar to last week. Uh, We got three this time. We got Luca, and we've also got Zeki as well. They're back for two weeks in a row. You you, you guys must be keen. I mean, yeah. First week went well, so hopefully we can have a success. My odds. Yeah, it's definitely a big success. Admittedly, uh, just let our viewers know we did run into a bit of an issue with getting people on for this podcast, but we'll have to make do for now. Um, yeah. And we hope you appreciate that we're putting in an effort here and everything. So cool. Anyway, let's move on. Um, first, start off with recapping last week's football. I mean, we, we saw the return of La Liga. I just, what, what were your thoughts on it, guys?
1: I mean, before um, the return, I was really hyped for it, but. I don't know, it's kind of underwhelming in the end, to be honest, in my eyes, but mm. there were definitely some good games in there, like the the Real Madrid game was good, you know, seeing Messi back on the pitch was was a nice thing to see, you know, after like three months, so it was just nice to see some football
0: I agree, yeah. in
1: Spain. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I said I was going to watch a lot of La Liga football, but when it came round to it, I didn't, wasn't actually bothered. Because I, I watched a bit of the Sevilla Betis game and I, I genuinely think it's the crowd that's putting me off because even though you've got the automated sounds, it's still really, um, it feels flat. It just doesn't yeah. feel right.
1: It just feels a bit out of the ordinary if you, you know, to a different normal game with fans and like, it just mm. feels a bit odd to me, especially.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, I was hyped as well. like Just the same for the Bundesliga because I was excited for a different league, yeah, league different to start because I was sick of the Bundesliga. But then it, the hype just died straight away into the match. Hopefully the Prem doesn't take the yeah. same. Yeah, I hope so too. Because... But then I think because we've all got our own yeah, teams, playing, our teams and playing and mm. we're both in for a top four yeah, race and it hopefully it will, it won't be the same. a bit more It'll exciting. Yeah, I agree.
0: I, really. I think... The Premier League, I think they're going to be more prepared to deal with no crowd either, because I see certain clubs they're doing certain things. I know it's similar to what they've done in other leagues, but what what I seen Tottenham posted earlier is that on their giant screens they're going to have um, live streams of the season ticket holders, and it's going yeah. to be like they're actually there. And I think the Premier clubs, as we said last week, is the biggest league in the world because of its PR and that they put extra efforts in, into. The things that off the football pitch, yeah, definitely. I think it's course. gonna pay off for sure. Yeah. Anyways, last week's football. Um, uh, did anyone watch Everson's corner goal?
1: Um. Yeah, Ericsson, That was a very good goal. I watched. Um, no, I heard A bit of Napoli versus Inter. And, of course, um, Napoli going through to the Coppa Italia final was a decent game, but that Ericsson corner goal was something special.
2: Yeah. Do you think it was on? I watched the highlights of the um, Juventus for. Versus... Yeah, AC Milan. Was it? Milan. Milan, yeah. And then, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, Ronaldo then, missed the penalty. That's really, and then yeah. the After rebic kick rebic into the, in the header head, thing.
0: Did I, I, I didn't get time to catch that game, but was it good compared to La Liga and Bundesliga? I think um, in the first
1: half, it was definitely way more entertaining than any Bundesliga game. Oh. I've watched mm. so that was good so and I've always said that I actually rate um Italian football
0: uh, compared to like For the sure. Bundesliga and stuff yeah, yeah. it is really sim.
2: there's a lot of experience over yeah, there. similar
0: Definitely. to the Premier League regards to physicality where these like the leader they lack of that and it's more technical play
2: yeah, 100%. I mean, the Syria could be considered another big league. I mean, of course, at the moment, it's Juventus dominating, but I think what lets the league down is some fans, the racing. Yeah, in it's not... Awful not well, it's quite a big deal over there. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. So, I
0: mean, ne- nevertheless, do you think that lack of fans will help? the racist issues
1: in a way yeah definitely you know because they're not at the game they're not in the tension of the game like they're not putting any of the players off and i think mm. the players will be way more focused now without fans and stuff yeah. yeah they should be playing confident yeah.
2: without worrying if they score, what will happen will they receive a racist yeah, channel? Exactly. especially with everything going on in the world so i think some people yeah, will yeah
0: there'll be less yeah. sense less and... You Not be racist. I, I guess it's rather a coincidence that it's actually gonna aid the football game because it gets gets rid of a lot of negativity. That that can't be denied for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah but yeah. Course. Anyway, last week that my my Harlow was definitely a massive play again. Um, yeah, I I'd love
1: to see him get back on the pitch.
0: Yeah, he he, he didn't disappoint either. He got two assists and the goal, um, and he had a ten out of ten performance apparently. It's yeah, I know,
2: nice yeah. and I mean, he's got the old look back as well. I've seen him long hair. It's just yeah. nice to
0: see him play after three months. You know, yeah. Interesting. He, he really doesn't look different from 10 years ago when he didn't have a Yeah, birth. young Messi. It's sort of strange. He, he hasn't aged at all. Yeah.
2: I know, to be fair, out of Ronaldo and Messi, you'd think Messi would slowly start to become injured more, which is he has started to... Well, he did have one injury, didn't yeah, him, he? Did. Yeah, Last season, last season. But like his performances are still really consistent. Maybe we'll see within the next two years, Ronaldo will still carry on that consistency yeah, because of his mm. body and his work work that he puts into his game. But we'll see anyway.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, let's move on. Let's talk about the transfers going around because the, the um, party to Arsenal, it? it's sort of revived. There's a lot of new things breaking out with the saga. I mean. Part has been offered a new contract. Um, yeah. Do, do you think Arsenal can still push ahead and sign him with their finances?
1: Yeah, I mean they've always been in the race for him. Um, I watched him play versus Bill Bow. He was actually decent. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think they can still go for him, Arsenal.
2: Yeah, I think he would. He's how ha- I only actually found out how old he was. He's, yeah, 20 he's twenty-seven. I thought he was I think it was his birthday Same just on that
1: Friday, wasn't it? or... Yeah.
0: yeah. That,
2: he's yeah. So he's quite far into his career and is he? who else was he at before Atletico? or was he through the academy? Or... Um,
0: uh, I'm not too sure, I'll look that up now, yeah, actually.
2: Because if he's becoming, if he's getting at an age of 27, now he's going to be, well, possibly hitting his peak. He yeah,
0: was yeah. At. he's at Majorca. Oh, yeah, yeah, he came through he the academy, but he was at Majorca online in Almeria. He was on? He was at Mallorca. I just one think
2: Arsenal's the perfect move for him. He's not going to go and sit on the bench. Well, he shouldn't yeah, anyway. Definitely. Arsenal have got something new going on. I mean, the t- teams that players ideally that want to get something out of the career should would be looking at moving to teams like United, Chelsea, Arsenal, teams that have got something new going on, a new manager, and a new yeah, team. I think
1: he'd slot in like, perfectly there, maybe next to like, Xhaka or like, wherever, Gwen you know. A prime like team get in well.
0: like yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, there's also the rumours about Coutinho moving back to the Premier League. They've revived yet again. Mm-hmm. I, I know they've been about for last year, but now mm-hmm. Liverpool are linked to them again. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that before. I just want to know what your thoughts on that.
1: I mean, I'm sure Liverpool fans are bossing over this news, you know. They loved him at the club, he was was exceptional for them, especially in the last season, the last few seasons. Mm. But yeah, I think it would be a really good move for him because he he hasn't made it at Barca, has he? Um, He's been right at Bayern, but still, I think he has to leave Barca now, in my opinion, and the Premier would be a good um, move for him to go back to. I mean, it just shows
2: how far Liverpool have come if Coutinho, they lost Suarez, they couldn't hold on to him, they lost Coutinho, and now they've got Coutinho wanting to come back. I mean we don't know if it's true but it could it's quite big news because it shows how far Liverpool have come in the last couple of years under Yeah court. I saw something that like
1: they signed him for eight million back in twenty thirteen from Inter Milan then they um, they sold him of course for 140 million to Barcelona the start Is of much? Yeah they wow. made that much of a profit on him. It's exceptional oh. what they've done really
2: I'm not sure if Liverpool's the right move for him to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of teams he could go and fit straight into. Like, Arsenal's another one. He'd get straight into there, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's also been linked to Tottenham, but I know transfers at Tottenham are highly unlikely <laughs> due to our uh, transfer approach. But do you think if he did come back to the Premier League, he'd be just as good? Or will we see more of what we saw when he was at Barca?
1: Um, I think he might struggle getting into that. Because um, I'm not sure if he play on the wing or, you know or you're playing the, the midfield three, I'm not sure, like, directly where he'd fit in, but yeah, because I
0: think he'd be good for the Bayern for has been playing midfield. For Liverpool. But for sure, like, the Premier League, it, when you look at it, it's changed so much since he left. I know it's only a couple of years ago, but now City's team, they're much more developed under Guardiola, as we say, Klopp's teams are now on a, another level. Do you think he'll find it difficult now that the Premier League's moving to this extremely physical way of playing?
1: Um, he might do because, you know, he's not used to how the Premier League is now. You know, we've got new giants like Liverpool because Liverpool were only really like hovering on the top four when he left. And I look yeah. at them, they were um, almost won the title last year and they're pretty much 100% going to win the title this year. So mm. I think it'll be harder for him to fit back in if he comes
0: back. Oh, I have to agree. With that I think he's one of those players where he had the purple patch and... I, I I think it's past. Like, How old is Coutinho now? He's 27, 28. Correct? I think he's 28 now. He might be approaching his 30s. Like...
2: He's 28,
0: yeah. Yeah, he, he actually turned 28 just three days ago,
2: interestingly.
0: But yeah, It means he should be in his prime, but I think he's one of those players who strives in his youth and lapses out. I know it happens to a lot of players.
2: I mean, he's always going to be in the shadow. I mean, if you look at Brazil, like, they obviously they admire their players, Pelé, Ronaldo. Mm. He's always going to be in the shadow of Neymar. Yeah. They're both at the same age, but he's, Neymar's always going to be Neymar's there at Brazil. Like,
0: Yeah. Uh, over him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Um, let's move on to the big thing this week. It's the return of the Premier League, finally. Of course, yeah. We, we, we be waiting been... for this? Yeah, three-month wait to um, watch our teams play again. And I know yeah. that us, we have to wait till Friday. Yeah. Um, but for, before we get on to Tottenham versus United, um, what what sort of things are we looking forward to most? Um,
1: I'm looking forward to, of course, Man City versus Arsenal um, on Wednesday. Mm. And of course, we've got... Um, It'll be a good game. Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. That'll be crucial for Aston Villa because... If they uh win that then they get out of the relegation zone. Yeah. Do they have
0: John McGinn back now?
1: I think they do. So Yeah, he's a
0: huge part of their game. I know yeah, that. Yeah, he's
1: massive. Seeing him and uh, Jack Rudish and the line up for the first time in a long time will be interesting, certainly. I
2: mean just overwhelming that, like it's amazing how much football there is, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day of the week there's football, like every time of the day.
0: Yeah, they've planned it incredibly well. I, I just hope that nothing interferes with it. I know that what it, the other day, one no two people tested positive yeah, for the one coronavirus. Norwich, um,
2: and then the Norwich the player because weeks. they're playing against Tottenham. Yeah, and,
1: like, that was kind of uncertainty, like whether our game would be cancelled or called off. But luckily, it's not going to because it doesn't have an effect on it. So. Yeah,
0: I'm just hoping they're not like trying to brush it aside and covering something up, because I know they said that apparently this player didn't come into close proximity with the Tottenham players, but how much can we believe that? There's no footage of the game anywhere, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw a few clips of it, but that's all really like a few screenshots and clips, but that's all you're going to really get. Yeah.
2: I mean, to be honest, as much as I'd like to say, United would absolutely batter Tottenham if there's any a time Tottenham would beat this United t- side it would be this Friday yeah, I mean they've just sure. had this break that they've needed so desperately yeah. I mean we've seen it this season when United won a bad spell we had the international break bounce back with a draw against Liverpool which we could have yeah, turned into a win have won that game
0: yeah, it's definitely one of the strongest performances of the season. I, I have to agree with
2: that. So, now Tottenham's chance, I think. I mean, if, if, is K- Kane's fit? Yeah, I believe.
0: literally Spurs' whole squad are fit, but so yeah. is
2: ours
1: at the same time, because yeah. before the break, um, you know, the virus, I was so confident going into that game versus Spurs on that Sunday. You know, you had Kane out, Son was out. I was meant to be going yeah, as well. Yeah, Um, Bergwijn was out. And, yeah, I was just you were just so depleted. I was so confident we were going to, like, steamroll you on that Sunday ball. Yeah,
0: to, to be honest, I wasn't necessarily confident about that game. But regarding injuries, um, I believe it was announced by the Telegraph that Jaffa has injured himself, and I was expecting him to play this weekend. Yeah. So that's, that's a setback, 100% for us. Yeah. But that's yeah. a big, um, big upset
1: for you, but... Luckily, yeah. it's not, like, a crucial first-team player for you, if you feel me, boss. He's good for depth for the rest of the season, definitely. Anyways,
0: elsewhere in the Premier League, there's there's the Liverpool-Everton derby. Um, That'll be
1: massive, yeah.
0: Yeah, as you already said, City Arsenal. Um, It could have been a better weekend for football return, really.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good games this weekend.
2: I mean, next week on Thursday, we've got Chelsea... Is that next week? On the 25th, we've got Chelsea versus City. Yeah, that's
0: a good game too. Yeah, because was it last time they played, Chelsea had the most possession and is. In all these games I'm managing, there's Pep Guardiola's um, least possession-based game, mm-hmm. which it I know they still won 3-1, but uh, it will definitely be another game to look out for.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, there's still,
1: um, you know, Chelsea playing Aston Villa this weekend. That'll be a a good game away from home.
2: Now,
0: yeah, that'll be a good game.
2: But the thing is, these teams now that normally rely yeah, on their home crowd. Aston Villa,
1: you know, Villa Park, they have a. A raucous atmosphere on the night of Villa Park,
0: you know?
2: Newcastle as well. That's another known team. For mm, yeah. Crazy. What are you looking
0: forward to, Zachy?
2: Um, I want to see what happens with Aston Villa. Whether they can stay up or if they're going down. I mean, I think Norwich are Norwich, going
1: to yes. go down. Oh, okay.
2: And then it would be interesting to see if Watford would go down, considering they they stayed up for a couple of years. They've got a few decent players. Watadini, Sardelafeu, Sars.
1: will be call.
2: Some but with Aston Villa, it's to see what will happen if they do go down. Then Grealish's price isn't going to be as high. Yeah, definitely. And he'll, he'll probably will want to move away. But mm. It just depends what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't think you know Watford. You know, just before the the pandemic, of course, they had that amazing three nil win versus Liverpool, or easily their best did, yeah. season. So that might easily give yes. them like a momentum boost going into the start of this that they can. Easily stay up hopefully, for
2: them. I mean, it would be crazy. Imagine the scenes of West Ham were to no, be relegated, especially
1: them with the um, the London Stadium. Seeing that, that would be a huge setback.
2: If, if West Ham were to be relegated, like some could argue that's as big as Liverpool winning the league. West Ham have been in the Premier League now for a long yeah. time. And they were relegated got...
0: um, six or seven years ago, yeah. They, they were think, relegated,
2: the finances they've got as well. Yeah. Interesting to see. I think they would dominate in the championship. Yeah. Definitely,
0: yeah, I can see
2: them. I could see them bouncing back up.
0: Back yeah, backtracking a little bit though. I, I think Watford will stay up, to be honest. Um their manager, I forgot his name, um, Roger Pearson. Yeah, yeah he, he is really good. People um put the success of Leicester's current side to him because he built up some players, he running Madison, I believe. Running in DB, and DD i and I, I I rate him as a manager and I think he should be managing a team with much more resources but nonetheless I think it will keep Watford up. Um, what about Bournemouth though?
2: Bournemouth? Bournemouth, yeah. Yeah, Bournemouth have, are not too bad. I mean, what, they got Kings have beat United this they've season been, I'm sure they've had a couple of good results as well as United. Yeah. They're always a hard away team to face. I mean, it's the Wat- the, Wat- the Watford, the Bournemouth, They're all hard away games. Yeah, I mean, not... every
1: game, every
0: Premier League game is a hard away game if you're going away. To be honest, um, but yeah. But as you said earlier, the um, teams that relied on the home atmosphere, yeah, that changes it all. With Bournemouth.
2: I mean, I think if any of them were to be affected from the the bottom five, it would be West Ham, and then a bit further up the table at 13th. I think the biggest one for the smaller teams would yeah. be Newcastle. Not smaller teams as in fan base, but as in the players they've got. Newcastle could be struggling with not having that big um, Especially crowd.
0: Bruce. Um, yeah. I do not rate him at all. I don't know why they even speculate in um, keeping him when the Saudis take over.
2: I know that would be a big mistake. I mean, I'm not sure what Newcastle fans think to him, but if they want to move forward with all this money, there's it defeats the object We're still having him as manager when there's managers like Pochettino yeah. out there.
0: Yeah. With, with um, Bournemouth, though, do you think that they've had a poor season but they've always been relatively average for the last few seasons? Do you think it's down to their team becoming stale or do you think it's because the other team's quality have increased so much and they're being um, left behind?
1: I don't even think they have that good of a squad. I know they do have marquee players like as you mentioned, Josh King, Callum Wilson, they've also got Nathan Ake, as centre-back. Mm. But yeah, they've always been kind of average, has not they? Like,
2: they've not been looking different. like they're progressing every season, to be honest. Like Wolves, if you look at them, they, they had a decent season last season, and then this season they've done it even they better. Yeah.
1: They've always kind of been like 10th to like 15th like, around mm. that area.
2: Crystal Palace are another team, they've got a couple of decent players, Zaha and Holt, but they've not really been progressing much considering Ooh. the talent
1: they do have. I mean, I don't even rate Crystal Palace's squad like they've got a really aging squad now, like yeah. Gary Kay, who was old, you know, Van Ann Well, Van Anholt's decent, but um they still got a lot of people like Scott Dan as a centre back, like, Yeah,
0: and they're relying on Ben Tech and Ayu up front as yeah, well. They...
1: Then take You know, his his goal records has been awful for them, hasn't he? Hasn't yeah, it?
0: I still think you have to appreciate what Roy Hodgson has done with them though, because when he took over, they were almost certain to be relegated. Yeah, absolutely. and now he's been keeping them up rather comfortably as well.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, I think they're definitely. I think they're safe yeah, this definitely. season. Definitely,
2: they will. Yeah, good. definitely. I mean, I think they need to get rid of Zaha, not need to because of uh, his ability, but if they want to get some money for him, now's the chance to get rid of him, especially with the pandemic. The uh, players' prices are going to drop. So, I think last summer, who was it, Arsenal, that were after him?
1: Arsenal were very close to him last summer, weren't they?
2: Yeah, they should have let him go then. Because, to be honest, he's a good player, but he's he's nothing like... Compared to all these other talents that are going around mm-hmm, at the moment, yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. I believe it's the Monday Man City are also playing Burnley, Burnley another and similar um, position like Crystal Palace. It's, they're not Burnley really are getting
1: tenth. They're actually having. They had a really bad start to the season, but they did, yeah. Now but... they're they're only one point behind Arsenal now, and they're sitting comfortably amid mid-table. So, Ooh.
0: do do you think that's down to um Sean Dyche though? I know his football really negative. People compare him to, like, the Brexit semi <laughs> But, um, yeah, he, he, I believe they were also in the opening a few seasons back. Yeah, I mean, they were. Do you think it's down to Sean Dice or the team? Um, well, we
1: may not like his style of play, but we can definitely say it works because they, yeah. they use the likes of Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes to their, to their advantage. And they've got um, Dwight McNeil, who's a very good... Cross of the ball, very good youngster. So
2: Mm.
0: he's very much a system team.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And anyway, so let's move on. Let's get to Tottenham versus United now. I told you both uh, for the last few days to put together a combined Mm eleven, and now we're going to make moves of it. So, um, what we're going to do for our listeners, we're going to go through the positions one at a time. Yes. And then we'll agree to a combined eleven by democracy. And I know I'm a one Spurs fan against two United fans. Yeah, Let's see if we can get somewhere.
2: Are <laughs> we gonna go for a four three three yes, formation so or
0: four three three two? Yeah, I I was I was going for a go. four two three one formation, but I think I just still work it round for sure. It's yeah, it is rather three. similar. Let's start with the goalkeeper. Who are we going for?
1: I mean in goal even though he's He's had a bit of a rough time recently. He's still one of the best in the league, definitely. I'm going for De Gea. Yeah,
2: I would understand that. Zeki, what are you going for? I mean, you could argue Lloris is in for a shout, but he's also had his mistakes this season, as well as De Gea, and I just think it's hard to really say Lloris over De Gea, especially being a United fan, seeing uh, De Gea play week in, week out. I've got to go with De Gea.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to argue against that. I have to go for Lloris. I know, Luca, you pointed out that De Gea's he's not had the best season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Lloris hasn't either, but at at this current time, I'd rather have Lloris. First of all, he's a captain. He's a good leader on the pitch. Um, I don't understand the people who say he's uh, washed up. I still think he's a top, top goalie. So uh, that's my reason for it, but I mean, so certainly...
2: that's a solid point. He is France's he's, he's goalkeeper, isn't he? I, I, I believe know,
0: he's captained France mm. to a World Cup, too. that's
1: a, a big achievement for him. But no, especially what happened to him he, I mean... um, in the game versus Brighton, where he dislocated his arm, was it? Yeah, course. I believe so. Oh, that, horrible, yeah. that was that was tragic for him. You know, who was out for like, a few months of the season, but
0: yeah, I, I was impressed how he came back as well. Because yeah. I would have thought he'd been shaky, but he he did look comfortable. But anyway, so um, I've lost
2: that two one. He had a bad game at um, uh, Leipzig, didn't he? In yeah, the Champions was, League really away extra. Extra.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's down. I to mean, the defense, he is but...
2: four. He's four years older than De Gea, which I was quite surprised that I thought it would have been a similar age. But the recent is um thirty three in De Gea's. Yeah. I remember there's
0: a period between like 2014 and 2017 where they were both clear of any other goalie in the league. I don't know if you agree with me on that. Yeah,
1: definitely. I'd say 16 17 and 17 18, David De Gea was the best goalkeeper in the league. Especially,
2: I think his best game he had was against Arsenal. I remember that. Wow. That game was
1: (laughs) breathtaking from him. There were one where we won 3 1 away at the Emirates. Breathtaking game. Like, I was laughing
2: after every save because, like, it was just crazy the way he saved every shot that came towards yeah. him. Yeah. And, um, versus... I mean, the save that comes to my mind the most is who was it away in the Champions League where it was, I think it was Carlos Bacca. He just got, the ball came across yeah, and had he had like lead. under a second and to yeah, react. That was in. away in 17 18.
1: I think he made two brilliant really? saves in like, the space lot of like, five minutes in that game. One from and Zonzi, I think, then one from Bacca or Muriel. It was one of them, but...
2: I mean, he has had to put up with a very... He's had
1: a very shaky defence, definitely.
2: A very bad defence for the last couple of years. I mean, at the moment, he's probably got the best defence he's had at yeah. United. Mm. It's just a shame he's had not the best season. But, I mean, that can improve. United have got one of the best, the second in Europe now. The country, yeah, he So are.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely, um, talking of his performances, um, Spurs away last season at Wembley, we won 1-0. He was breathtaking again that game, I remember amount of chances, you know, delhi Ali, Harry Kane coming at him, kept a clean sheet. It was amazing, too.
0: Yeah, right. Fair enough. So we're going to go for De Gea. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the left back. Um, who are you going for?
1: Left back. Um, it's very tough, you know, because you have the you've got Ben Davies and you've got Ryan on Is it? Is he, he's a left back? Yeah. But um, I'm going to have to go with Luke Shaw because. Like in both of our clubs at left backs, we're not very like lucky, are we? Like
0: definitely not. We no. don't really
1: have like top par left backs between us.
2: But I mean, the left backs we have can turn into world class left backs. Williams yeah, well, yeah, and Sasanio, they have got yeah. the ability there and the potential. But at the moment, I I, I agree with Luke. I'd go with Luke I mean, Shaw. I, Williams, I mean, if like, he did
1: break... definitely get a level above Luke Shaw. But at the moment, I'd say Luke Shaw is slightly above him at the moment.
2: I mean, imagine Luke Shaw wasn't to break his yeah. leg that season when he broke his leg. He he was arguably one of our best players because we had an mm. awful season. He was he was just really well attacking yeah. going forward and that that's even how he broke his leg, bombing into the box. Yeah, and...
0: yeah I'm going to have to agree I have to go Luke Shaw as well. Um, I don't think Session one's ready to be considered better than Shaw. Nowhere near. And I honestly, I really don't rate Ben Davies. I think he's extremely average. I know I shouldn't really say that. I am yeah. a Tottenham fan, but I, I, one of my opinions is that a left back is more essential for our club than the right back, because Ben mm-hmm. Davies, there's no special asset to having him on the pitch. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, of yeah so yeah. Luke Shaw. Um, yeah, Luke Shaw gets in. Yeah. Who who's going to be your first centre back? Left centre back. It's it's
1: very tough because I'm saving Maguire for the right side, but um. I'd say it's between Alderweireld and Eric Bailly, for me, in that left centre-back position. But, mm. I mean, Vatonga's out of the question, he's, he hasn't had a good season
0: at all, are yeah, like He is not, before. sadly. But, um,
1: when fit, and I mean when fully fit, because you know how Eric Baye's had... Some he's many had m- several injuries. injuries, yeah. I'd say yeah. when fully fit, he's top five centre-backs in the league, no doubt, for me, at least. So for me, I'm just gonna to have to go very buy in the left centre back.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm I'm gonna have to go for I um, uh, Watch, I think has had a good season prior to what others are going to say. I think under Mourinho, he's he's been especially good. Um, mm-hmm. I I know as a like ball player, he's extremely good. I know he can play the ball long, and that's something that's sort of lacking in the United squad, if, if I'm correct.
1: Um... Not really. Maguire's a really good ball-playing centre-back. Ooh. Coming up from the back. But yeah, I, yeah. He, uh, Toby Alderweire, so very good at that too.
0: Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's the reason I'm going to put Alderweireld as my first centre-back. Uh, anyway, Zachary, who are you going for?
2: I mean, Luca made a great point about Eric Bailly. He is a brilliant centre-back when he's fit and injured, but he can be clumsy at times, and I think Alderweireld's got more experienced than him, and yeah. I think just based on him not being injured and him seeing him more. I mean, Eric By had a brilliant game against um, Chelsea this season away, two yeah. 0 He had a brilliant game there, but I'm gonna to have to go with um, Alderweireld for my left centre yeah. back because I've got Maguire for my right That's centre back.
1: Points, be honest. I'm gonna give you Alderweireld as the left centre back.
2: All right,
0: nice. So we got our first Tottenham player in the squad. Who are we going for the right centre back?
1: I think this should be pretty straightforward. Harry Maguire, our captain, should get in there straight away for me.
2: Yeah, he's he's had a lot of unfair criticism. I think, obviously, with the price tag like that, it obviously, it's due. Well, not due, but expected. But I think he's had a brilliant first season. Maybe you could expect a few more goals from him with his heading ability being so mean? good. But I think he's had a brilliant first season settling in. He looks like a captain. And that's, he's the play that United have been looking for for all these years at centre-back. Mm,
0: yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. You've got to put McGrath in there. Um, he's in, arguably England's best centre-back. He, he's as bad a good season, in my opinion. I know he's had a few dodgy performances here and there, but overall he's awesome. solid. Brilliant. And there's no Tottenham centre-back, who, apart from Maldiva who um, can say they've done as well as McGrath this season. So, yeah, I think, as you said, it's straightforward. It's Maguire.
2: <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go with Maguire, I just want to know what you think. Um, what, what? How, how is Davidson Sanchez? I, I mean, i am not really seen him I, play much. I, I do
0: like him, but um, it, on the ball, he, he's not very well composed. Uh, if he's got it in a free space, he can be closed down relatively easily. But defending-wise, he's extremely good well. Um, he deals with situations well. Uh, men behind the ball, he's composed and he's extremely reliable. I, I don't know how much you've watched of him this season, but that's my take on it.
1: I remember watching, was it, um, I think he was playing in the North London derby when you were 2 no up early in the season. I think he was playing as a right-back and I didn't rate him at all. Like positioning was awful. Yeah, yeah, he was.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, Car- Carragher, I think it was, highlighted yeah. it like he was caught out several mm. times. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but pure, purely as a centre-back, I, I believe it will develop into a very, very good player there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, of right-back, who will be taken?
1: Right-back. Um, no doubt for me, Alvin sucker a Wambisaka, 100%. I think,
2: it's, I think it's the most, after Maguire, Maguire could be argued as the most, but the one that's not up for debate. I think wan has got to go in at right-back. Yeah. I mean, if you, you still had Kieran Trippier, then maybe there'd be more yeah, of a debate, but I just think the season he's, he's had, season. it's got to be wan yeah, I'm going to agree with
0: you, Wambasaka. Um, Defensively,
1: I'd... one of the best in the world, one-on-one. Definitely.
2: Player. And he's got he's got ability to uh, improve yeah, going just... forward. I mean, look at Newcastle this season for Rashford and Chelsea away yeah. for yeah, um, problem, He's
1: good at beating players one-on-one on the ball. It's just his final ball is a bit off sometimes. If he can work on that, then I generally think
0: he can be one of the best right-backs in the world, generally. 100%.
2: Agreed, I'm
0: going to have to agree. I mean, I've not got anything against Oria. I know a lot of the Tottenham fan base does, but for me this season, he has been a very good player, inconsistent in certain games, and he's made a few errors. I mean,
2: he's chipped in, hasn't he? He's chipped in with goals a couple of times, I mean... Seen him on Going pushy.
0: forward, oh, he is a very
1: good right-back, but defensively, I've seen him a few times. He is awful defensively. Mark. Yeah,
0: I do agree. I know.
2: Yeah. The penalty at City, I mean, that was just awful defending. You know, the Aguero Ooh. one, uh, when he's won 2-1, was uh, it? Or two, you know, yeah,
0: but I, I do agree. Defensively, he's slightly reckless, but nevertheless, uh, he's had a good season and under Mourinho, he's been improving a lot. But Wan-Bissaka, without a debate. Yeah, anyway, yeah 100%. definitely 100%. Who are we going to go for the first centre midfielder?
1: Um, starting on the right, I think we have to go with Paul Pogba, no debate. Definitely has to get in there. On his day, one of the best midfielders in the world. So I think it'd be, it be should be pretty straightforward that Pogba gets in there any day.
2: Yeah, 100%. I, I can agree with that. Not, not being biased. I don't think you can be biased with Paul Pogba. He is an amazing player. He gets so much stick that, he, again, he does not deserve him winning the World Cup, playing a key part in it as well. He didn't just get a medal for turning up, he, he performed and he's done well under Solskjaer up to now. I mean, it, obviously, that is, he's, had, he's had his injury, but he's, before that, he performed yeah. brilliantly.
0: Yeah, it is hard to disagree because I, I, I like you to rate Um, As you said, he doesn't deserve his criticism. and. On on Friday, he he's going to be one of the players I'm going to be scared of. I know there's rumours he might not be starting, but uh, I think something. he he has to, and he he also goes into my um eleven as well. I think on Friday, he <laughs> could easily debate the game. Like, did
2: you see um about the friendly? I mean, I won't mention the score, but after the West Brom match, did you hear what one of the players was saying about he uh, couldn't get near him? He said he was too strong. Uh, yeah, I
1: think um who was. Um, I think Adnan Yanezai said something about, like, he will be the difference on Friday versus Spurs, like. He will be, I agree. Yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah, the strength, I mean, remember the assist he did in the, that's just Paul Pogba summed up, he won the ball back from Dembele yeah. in the FA Cup that semi-final, he and then he well, could, Sanchez, that cross.
1: Of all people in the, uh, Alexis Sanchez scores a header. <laughs>
2: I know, yeah. I mean, I was slating him all the way through the match, and then he scored the header. And I mean, again, he was the best player when on the we pitch.
1: Spurs, remember Rashford scored last season that assist, that long ball. Rashford know, yeah. brilliant again. Like he's mm. just class in his day, man.
2: I mean, the thing is, Pogba's got someone alongside him now, Bruno. Yeah. I mean, i have obviously not seen too much of a link up, but they're just gonna the two players that can attack and they can score goals. And I just think Pogba's going to be much more confident with. Yeah. Um, a player that's always gonna be in the team Bruno alongside mm. him.
0: Yeah, right, so we got Paul then. who who's going to be our second midfielder. Um, second
1: midfielder I'm gonna go with um the Spurs player, Giovanni Lasso as a second midfielder. Mm. I think although he hasn't had as much goal contributions in the Premier League this season, you know he's he's struggled with apps at the start, but I generally think he's a very good midfielder and He's so good striving for the ball, and I think he could be something special.
0: Mm.
2: He's still young as well. I mean, he's only 24. Yeah. So, if, he's, if he does decide to continue at Tottenham, I mean, you just haven't got many centre mids that I can name off the top of my head that I've got a chance to do well. I mean, Deli Alley, he's, um, he's 24. So. 20,
0: 23. 24, yeah.
2: Also the same age, I suppose. But I just see more in Lascelle so at mm, the moment. Yeah. Who, who's your second midfielder, Serchi? I mean, I was thinking Fred, and then I did think of Ndombele. I com- to be honest, I completely forgot about Lascelles. So, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with Lussel, so I'm going to agree. I think it'd be unfair to miss him out with yeah, this midfield. I'll, I'll, I'm going to make
0: it three out of three for Lascelles. So, what um, what's it? He's been incredible this season. Um, regardless of his goal contributions, the way, the way he progresses our football from uh, defending to attacking he's become pivotal in um, Mourinho's system in that sense uh, it's very hard to get the ball off him he's a good passer and I think with Ali being banned ban Sunday he's going to play a more advanced role so I think we're going to see his shooting ability and it's going to be something to look forward to for sure
2: I mean him and Fred are similar with uh the goals and assists, you can't really say, oh, look how many goals Fred's had this season or how many assists he's had. They both had a brilliant season for their teams and it's just a shame it's not recognised by their goal um, interactions going forward. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's something I agree with. Um, anyway, who's going to be our third midfielder? Zeki, exactly. who's going to be your third midfielder?
2: I mean, I know you could say he's not been at United the longest, but... I just I can't see how you could put Deli Ali over Bruno Fernandes. I mean, the start he's had is incredible. So I've got to go with Bruno Fernandes, personally. I mean, it's not as if he's just turned up at United and started to play well. He's been doing well in the Portuguese league, mm. done well with Portugal, obviously winning um, bloody hell. I forgot the you know the it, I mean he's done he's done well at Portugal as well. He's done well in Portugal in the Liga Nos and playing for Portugal alongside Ronaldo, Bernardo, yeah. Silva. He's done a brilliant yeah, job. There. He has,
0: um... Anyways, I'm going to have to agree with that. I think Bruno Fernandes has to be my, my third midfielder too. Uh, before he joined United, I highly rated him. I know he was linked to Tottenham as well. And he's one of the players I very much wanted because I, know, I knew um Evertson was leaving. And for me, he was the only player on the planet who could possibly replace him.
2: Yeah, I would have been heartbroken if, if he went to Tottenham and had the start that he could have had at United. I mean Tottenham United are similar I mean, not the same problem, but transfer wise we've not been had the best ones over so, the years. Yeah. But um if Tottenham would have got him, yeah, it would have been yeah, heart it would have been heartbreaking if he went there and had the start, he's had it united.
0: Yeah, anyway, I, I do think Fernandez um, no, sorry I think Ali is a good player, but I think as a complete player, yeah, it has to be Fernandez. I don't necessarily see a weakness in this game.
2: I mean he had a good start under um he, Marina he Deli Ali. Yeah, yeah. He he actually got a goal as well at Old Trafford, which he he's got the strength as well. He's quite big, isn't he? Yeah, I,
0: I I do worry that over the seasons he's sort of been exposed as a
2: purple patch player. I mean, he had it, his first season was his best, wasn't it? You got young yeah of the year and he, against, he scored twenty goals in one season. He the goal against. Who who was that goal against? You know that was it Swansea away when he like chested it, oh, that was it over the and it. Palace, yeah. I mean. What like you can't ask him more from one of a player breaking through yeah. in the first season. I mean, like Phil Boden, pro- mm. you you could say he's not really played much, but still, you would have wanted to see yeah, more. Yeah, the from problem
0: with Deli Ali though is that I know people take the joke out of it when he said um he can't do his body can't do what he could do before, and I I think he, he is fine in saying that as we've seen on the pitch, he's more mature, he's uh, less energetic and. Overall, it's damaging this game. Anyways, uh, Luca, are you there? Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, we can hear you. Um, Who's who's going to be your uh, midfielder? I mean,
1: I can't disagree with um, Bruno Fernandes, of course. You know what you're mentioning. Especially the impact he's had when he's came in the first five Mm. games. You know, he's won Premier League Player of the Month already. And even his history with sports, you know, he had that season last season where he scored 28 goals, I think. Mm. As a midfielder, you know, he's just... He's exceptional for me, and I can't wait to see him and Pogba linking up,
0: especially versus Spurs on, on Friday.
2: Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah so that's
0: it. We, we comfortably agreed on our midfield three. I mm-hmm. thought we might have run into an issue there, but no, that's cool. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I mean, you could have, and Dombele was always in the the question, but I think he could be great. It's just he's always had like, problems, like his, his waiting, you know, like him pressing, you know, he's very
0: lazy. Mm. Four and stuff, but mm. I, I think for sure he's going to prove himself, but until he does, he can't be considered yeah in the combined eleven. Anyway.
2: I remember watching him play for France before he moved to Tottenham and I thought, Wow, like, what a midfielder. There's a there's a midfielder there. Obviously United didn't have um Fernandez at the time and Pogba like possibly leaving. So yeah, I yeah. thought, Oh, I I'd take mm-hmm. United, he looks very good and he was another transfer. I thought, oh, what a, that's a good, another good yeah, play gone. Fourth, fourth. Like,
1: to a different team. When I saw him sign for Spurs, always, I was like, that's a brilliant signing for them. Like, generally, he's such a good midfielder mm. from his time at Lyon the past season, and I actually really rated him. But...
2: I mean, imagine it was different. Imagine Don Belly went to United, and it was Bruno Fernandez that were trying to take. Who do you
0: think would have had a better deal? so we had the same conversation a few years time obviously at the moment
2: bruno, bruno fernandez, fernandez so but
0: spurs, yeah,
2: yeah bruno fernandez going spurs but going forward and dombele's got ability to be amazing mm-hmm. i mean he scored
1: that goal versus aston villa was in his debut very good it's goal amazing. i think
2: that's what put him down a bit maybe if he, did, if he didn't score that then the expectations wouldn't be too yeah, high but
0: maybe but that's yeah. a fair point to be honest because
2: a lot of plays are criticised in the first season. I mean, look at Pepe. He's not had the best of seasons for his price tag, but he's still got how many years in front of him at Arsenal.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a fair point. Um, Anyway, so let's move on. Let's go on to our left winger. Who who are we choosing? The left
1: winger, I mean, it's very tight. Um, between, I think it's two players that come down to this, Rashford and um, Jungmin Son. But judging off the season, I've got to put Rashford in.
2: On the left, for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Exactly, who are you choosing? Out of any Tottenham player, I'd love to have Sonic United. I mean, he's just amazing. Like especially the goal he had this season was yeah. it Burnley away where he just ran through everyone. Yeah, Burnley, I, hope. I mean, he's he's dangerous, and he. I'm not I'm not sure about his consistency, yeah. but I would love to have him at United. But however, I'm gonna have to go with Rashford. I mean, he's had a, possibly his best season at United. I mean, he's. Uh played up front a bit, but still he's getting in the goals and he's he's always looking dangerous when he's on the ball. So I'm, I'm going to go with Rashford for my left-wing position.
0: Yeah, um, I, I have to go for Son, naturally. I am a Tottenham fan, um, but I do think he has actually had a better season than Rashford. I'm not knocking Rashford's season at all. It has been fantastic, but when looking at how important the performance has been for Son, um, when Harry Kane was injured, he was carrying the team to uh getting points where if he wasn't there we would have had no points whatsoever. He's still scoring goals whenever he's on the pitch. I I know um he he has been inconsistent in certain parts, but even in those poor games he he was still scoring. So I
2: I, I mean he's done the job I suppose that's what he's needed if it, I thought he would be screwed without Kane. But you're still in for it. Well, I'm not sure if he's in for a chance for top four, but I thought you would have dropped a lot lower than you would have. if. But imagine you didn't have Sonny. I mean, he has stepped up, I think. Yeah,
0: 100%. But anyway, out so outvoted here, so we're going to have to put Rashford on the left wing. Um, yeah. Luton, who have you got for your right wing player?
1: My right wing, um, Daniel James can't be compared to anyone like this. So I'm just going to have to go with uh, Steven Bergwijn. He's had a great start to his Tottenham career. You know, that Davy goal versus Man City, that was special. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to have to go with Bergwijn, definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: Um... I'm going to have to agree with you there, Luca, as well. I mean, James possibly give him another yeah. couple of seasons. You could argue Greenwood maybe on the right, but still, give him another couple of seasons. But at the moment, I, I would take um, Steve Bergwijn. Yeah i
0: gonna take Steven Bird one as well. I believe, Yeah, I believe there's a lot more to come from him
2: as a player. Out of all signings Tottenham have had, he's looking the most like dangerous and he's got the most potential to excel at Definitely Tottenham. Definitely, because
0: say, a few weeks ago, I saw training videos of him um, in shooting practice. There's about a two-minute video. Everyone had about three or four shots. I believe he was the only player not to miss a shot. And that only yeah. makes me excited because we we still need that extra attacking threat um, because Lucas Moura doesn't provide it for us. But, yeah, Bergwijn, he's definitely clear of Daniel James, as you said. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to make it three out of three for you there.
1: <laughs> definitely Bergwijn on the right. Um, moving mm-hmm. on up top, I don't think this should be a debate. I mean, a few Man United fans would definitely try and put Anthony Martial in the complexion they, for this low, but... <laughs>
2: What about the Galo? No, E'Galo's <laughs>
1: out this leave him out. But yeah, I think it has to be pretty straightforward. I know he's had a few injuries in recent seasons, you know. He hasn't been as his best like he was like a few seasons ago when he was hitting like 30 goals every season, but I think Harry Kane should be in there
0: definitely. Zeki, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, as I said off podcast, I think um Son's had a brilliant season, filled in for Kane. Obviously Kane's not been playing the season so i, I originally thought son but yeah i mean he's done he did well for england as well obviously he got top goal score at the world cup and I'm, I'm sure so um yeah i'm i'm going to go with uh, harry kane too, Martial, i like him but he can be lazy at mm. times and that's and his consistency's not the best as yeah. well so i'm going to have to go with uh, harry kane this. Yeah, i'm
0: actually going to disagree with you here huh? Agreed, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course well, not. It's Harry Kane. It's definitely Harry Kane. Um, Harry Kane yeah. I, I feel that with the break he's had, it's been six months now—the longest in his career since it started. He's going to come back refreshed and fully recovered from injuries, whereas before, he was still uh, looming over his head. Uh, and uh, no striker can match what he does at United. Um, Garloaf is. Out of the question, Marshall. He's out of the question as well.
2: So yeah, Harry Kane. Cool. I mean, I just hope he doesn't. This injury doesn't affect him because not just because he's at Tottenham, but England as well. Going exactly. forward, he's, yeah, he's yeah, a striking good striking option, captain. Captain. I mean, now's like the worst time. If this injury was to affect him, then it I would mean, be very upsetting. It would be
1: interesting to see. Of course, he was. You know, for the Euros, he's probably going to be fit back for them. But I just don't want him getting ruined for England because. Yeah, I generally think he'll be lot like our main man for like the next four years until he starts hitting his like thirties where he starts aging like, and stuff.
0: I and mean, then Greenwood will
1: come through then, won't he? Yeah, hopefully, Greenwood by then at his peak.
2: Yeah, I know. I think Harry Kane is—he's he's a brilliant striker. What I like as a striker, and I, I said it last week, I, I love a striker at United who is just a striker. I mean, if you look at Martial, he plays left, right, right wings mm, at yeah. times. Greenwood can easily play on the wings, Rashford on the wings. We need a striker. We need a Harry Kane or someone who, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, stays up front and knows where the net is.
0: Yeah, the thing with Kane as well, he he is perfectly capable of playing slightly deeper. We've seen his passing ability for Tottenham and England, so... He's a complete striker, as you've already pointed out. Anyway, um, so it's, it's that time of the week, guys. It's tweets from the timeline. So, um, yeah. let's tweets start with Luca. Timeline. What tweet have you got?
1: My tweet from the timeline is, well, I was kind of linking to it during the podcast and before maybe that, <laughs> that Marcus Rashford is the nicest um, player in the world at the moment it, in football. Hmm. You literally can't hate the man, you know, what he's doing with like the MPs now, all the charity stuff he's done. I generally have to agree with that, to be honest. Definitely. Coming from a Man United fan too, you know, how loyal he is to us and mm. yeah, he's such a nice guy.
0: And, and on top of that, it's, it's just a general role model as well. I know Harry Kane is pointed out as a role model for his hard work, but you don't see him doing the stuff off the pitch that Rashford does. And Rashford, uh, come 10 years' time, he, he will be one of the biggest role models England's ever, ever had.
2: Yeah, definitely. He's, a, he's a, an absolute credit to Manchester United. Being, I don't know if you've seen his interview on BBC uh, morning, this, this morning. He was amazing on it like talking about how he grew up and how he felt under pressure for his mum having to feed four kids and sometimes having to rely on going to his friend's house to eat which obviously is not a, an ideal situation for anyone but for him to okay. sp- speak up about something so big that needed to be spoken up about is is brilliant. 100%. Do
0: you, do you think you should win sports personality, yeah? Yeah, I actually
2: do. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think I don't think there's many that have done as yeah, much as what has done.
0: Anyway.
2: he's used his platform to his advantage, which a lot of players don't use nowadays.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Anyways, um, Zeki, what tweet have you got today?
2: I actually struggled to find one. I always leave it to the last minute, mm. but um, the most recent one I seen was to win the Premier League, you have to have won. Uh, sorry, to be a Premier League legend, you have to have won the Premier League.
1: Um, I've Ooh. got to agree with that, but then there's that and, you know, Steven Gerrard, he's never won a Premier League
2: title. Steven Gerrard, yeah, of course. I mean, I was saying I don't think there's many others, it's just yeah. Gerrard, but um,
1: like, are we really discounting still... him as a Premier League legend, but I, I know, yeah. I yeah, mean, I kind of do agree with him, I kind do of don't at the same time The
0: Steven yeah, Gerrard. It's course. certainly a strange one because naturally when you first hear it, you would disagree, but then the only person you can think of is Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Possibly Alan Shearer as well, actually, when you think about of it. Of course, yeah. Because Alan Shearer, is the top goal scorer still. You have to consider that as legendary status in my eyes. Yeah. but
1: I mean, I, I still think Steven Gerrard's a Premier League legend without winning the Premier League at least once with him at Liverpool. Although I dislike him heavily because he's, you know, he's a scouser. But <laughs> I still think he's a Premier League legend in my eyes.
2: Yeah. Um. Did sorry. Did you say Alan Shearer didn't hadn't won the Premier League a minute? Ago? Yeah, I
1: think he has with
2: Blackburn. He, he, won won Blackburn Bla- he? he won it. at yeah. Blackburn. Yeah, he played for Blackburn, you know. Yeah. He because Black, Blackburn. Yeah, I know Yeah, another I had to type up then I'm. I'm sure I've heard that he's he's won a Premier League yeah,
0: before. But... I <laughs> that's, that's that argument out the way. Um, but yeah, like I think Premier League legends. You have to consider what the player has done. Outside the Premier League and the FA Cup, the Champions League. Gerard, won the yeah, Champions League of course. Gerard's won plenty of trophies in his life, but yeah. certain people will keep nagging on about a Premier League and it just takes away that reputation he built up elsewhere. Yeah, of
2: course. I know, yeah. I mean, it's lovely to know that he's not won a Premier League as a United <laughs> fan, but I don't think you cannot say he's not a legend. I mean, he's a brilliant player.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Anyways, um, I'm gonna move on to the tweet that I saw, and um, I know it went all around Twitter. it's quite a popular tweet. I know Zeki saw it because he wanted to discuss it, but I'll be into it anyway. But is um, that Lionel Messi after no um, Barcelona after Lionel Messi retires, and it's a picture of AC Milan. Um, my personal thoughts of that, I think. In certain ways, Barcelona are more prepared to deal with his absence. They've got a youngster in Ansu Fati coming through. I know he's been linked to United recently, whether those rumours are true or not. And I, I, But nevertheless, I highly rate him. And I think by the time Messi retires, he'll, he'll still, um, Ansu Fati will be in that place where he can sort of take the throne. I, I do believe that Barcelona would have... Some sort of hit back, but it won't be knowing the clubs like AC Milan have after their golden generation left.
2: I, I can't agree more. I think Barcelona will always be Barcelona. They will, they, they will struggle, of course, a tiny bit without Messi. He's the main man, but they've they've still got that um, name, Barcelona. They, they're going to pull players, big players, still, mm. no matter what. Yeah, I mean... not just Messi. They've had brilliant players before Messi, and. They, they've always um, not failed to pull the big players in. So, yeah, I can agree. I don't, I don't think they'll be as bad as AC yeah, Milan. We all know how AC big
1: Milan. AC Milan You for. Know? They were like one of the best teams in Europe. Now they're just mid table in Serie so, yeah, you know. The, they used yeah. to have the likes of Kaka, Crespo, Maldini. Maldini, Nesta.
0: Del P- Did Del Piero play for AC Milan?
1: played for Juventus, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah, um,
0: they've had a massive downfall, of course, since then. And close to the home for Barcelona, you've got Real Madrid as well. Um, without Ronaldo, they've suffered quite a setback. Yeah, they but have. Now, try. now with Dan's back, they're sort of recovered really well.
1: Yeah. They didn't have the best season last season no. with Ronaldo leaving, didn't they? But still, I think they still got it, um,
0: it in them. Yeah, yeah definitely. F- f- furthermore, yeah. though, like, when you consider Ronaldo's presence as a leader in the squad, you obviously know that's going to impact him massively. Whilst, on the other hand, people debate Messi's character as a captain of the team. Because in big games, you can say he he doesn't necessarily live up to the occasion, regardless if he's the best player in the world or not. So there's always that factor as well
2: I mean it's if you look at who they've, who's available to bring in I mean look at Real Madrid that chased Hazard and without with Ronaldo going they managed to get Hazard in it's just who can Barcelona get that's going to replace um, Messi mm. that's the question
0: yeah for sure anyway so uh, that brings us to the end of tweets on the timeline now it's time to move on to our next feature and popular opinions um, I'm looking forward to hearing these I want to start with Luka, what have you got? My
1: unpopular opinion is that 1314 Yaya Torre is clear of any version of Steven Gerrard. Ooh. We all know how good Yaya Torre was in that season. Yeah. yeah. He's been one of the most dominant midfielders of all time in Premier League history. Definitely. I mean, but, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that,
2: though? I mean, to say any version of Steven Gerrard does sound a bit harsh, but, I mean, that Yaya Torre was unstoppable. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about not just the stats, he was just a tank compared to Steven Gerrard. Mm, he was, I mean,
0: um, in regards to consistency, I would say Gerrard's the better player overall, but I should yeah. say 13-14 Torre. Totally. Uh, gerard
2: has got nothing on it I'm afraid 100% yeah I'm going to have to agree yeah. with that one I mean consistency is maybe a thing overall who's the better player if you think about Champions League medals and well you can't say Premier League but I, I think overall you could say Gerard's a better player but that, that season tour right, yeah without a doubt I can agree with
0: i would agree as well
2: anyways um, Zach what's your unpopular opinion Um, I think that Henderson is massively overrated. I mean, I could have said it with a Liverpool fan on here, but I just think, yeah, he's a good captain and it's nice to see someone that's improved a lot over the years, especially when like he was at Sunderland, wasn't he? And then he moved into Liverpool and settled in. So, um, yeah, I, I just think he's massively underrated. I mean, you can't take away that... It, uh, the presence that he's a captain, and he's possibly you could say he's on that's led Liverpool to the success this year and last year. Mm. But um, I just think he's massively overrated. He doesn't really affect the game. I don't think he'd get into most Premier League midfields. I mean, he wouldn't get into uh, Manchester United and Cities. I think. I mean, it's only the teams that need a captain. He'd really fit into. Yeah,
0: I, I have to agree with you on that one as well. As you say, he's a good captain, but. As uh, people make him out to be someone who's irreplaceable, and I completely disagree. He's not a player who will have a big impact on the score, if he's not there. Yeah. And yeah, he, he's overrated in my eyes. Luton, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I definitely agree with that. Ability-wise, he is heavily overrated, and like all the scouts that were saying, "Oh, he he has to get PFA player the year. Oh my god, he has to win it when." You've got the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, you know, who's had a world-class season, and that clearly should be winning it. And if he doesn't, then he's obviously got a world spot. Like uh, mm. Zeki was saying, there's no doubt that, you know, how, as he's the Liverpool captain, that he's a really good leader and he's a massive part of the team. When and We've all seen when he's not been playing that Liverpool have struggled, but I have to agree that. The fact that he's overrated, yeah, I agree. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, wow, we agree with two unpopular opinions in a row. I'm hoping to make it a three out of three, yeah? We'll yeah so, my unpopular opinion is that um, in his prime, Gareth Bale was the third best player on the planet. Ooh. The reason I think this, uh, he, in his prime, he was absolutely a big game player. We saw that he was very good in Champions League finals. He was a huge part of Real Madrid's team um, for their... Lead victories and in cups. Uh, I know what he's capable of. Been um, watching him when he was at Spurs and at Real Madrid, he only improved on that. And so, um, people may argue that it was Neymar, but Gareth Bale for me, he for the whole team, he was much more influential.
1: I mean, when do you consider it for Because.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's difficult because he's been so good for a long time, but I think it has to be from about 2015 to 2018 for Real Madrid. I think, that, you know, in...
2: I think yeah, the move to Real Madrid, I don't think any player could have a better start to the career abroad. I mean, moving from Tottenham to Real Madrid, you would, you'd think maybe it'd take him a season or two to get into it, but he was straight into it there. Mm. I mean, you remember the goal he scored in the Copa del Rey, where he, he literally yeah. just
0: yeah.
2: out-muscled Carvajal, went off the pitch, and just got, what not Carvajal, he was it. it but...
0: Yeah. But, and yeah. For me, what strikes me most about Gafel is his shooting ability, because he can pull a goal out of nowhere, and... Over the last generation, I haven't been able to see someone who could replicate it as well as he did. people might argue Gerard but I think Bell was clear in that aspect.
1: I mean, think of his Five, I was gonna think that you mean that twelve, thirteen. Babel was was up there because he is Jeff. He was obviously like top three wingers. That was me. a very good
0: season. Yeah,
1: that was an exceptional season. Like
0: generally, but.
2: I mean, when you say he's the best player, do you mean of all time, including Legends, or do you mean of that German, era? That area, that he, well, is um, yeah, that era. During
0: his prime. I mean, if
2: it, did you say first?
0: Yeah, behind Ronaldo. And I'm Messi. guessing Messi yeah. and
2: Ronaldo in front. And who would you say behind him then? He's got, well,
0: Lewandowski, Suarez. Suarez. Uh, I mean, there's loads of big names. I mean,
2: Gareth Bale, I mean, those transfers to. La Liga, I mean Neymar to Barcelona and Bale to Madrid. That that, that La Liga was amazing yeah, then to watch. Era. I mean, if you compare yeah. it to now. It was Benzema, uh, Bale, Ronaldo versus ne- uh, Neymar, Suarez, Messi. the The derbies were exciting to watch. I mean, nowadays there's not much tension and there's not many like trios to watch in the derbies. So. Mm. Yeah, so um, um,
1: to be honest, I don't agree with that, but. What you were saying, like in that era, I generally think that Luis Suarez is definitely up there, you know, with his six year goal season. Even his last season in Liverpool, where he scored 30 class, was exceptional, but mm. I just don't agree with that, I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah, Su- Suarez, yeah, definitely. Suarez in for a And then I'm going to have to disagree that he was the third, maybe in the top five. He deserves to go in there, fourth or fifth, but. You've got to consider how good other plays were Then Lewandowski scoring goals still. Neymar. Suarez
0: scoring goals. I mean, Neymar at that point was still world-class, of course. Well. Definitely, yeah. Anyways, well, they call them unpopular for a reason. But yeah. I, I'll admit, I'm sort of bitter that I was the only one that wasn't agreed with. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, anyways, let's move on to the last bit of the podcast. Predictions for... Next week's fixtures. Um, we've done to do it from Wednesday to Monday, and then next week we'll do it from Tuesday to. We'll figure it out then. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's start with the first two fixtures. Let's see, Aspen Villa versus Sheffield United.
1: It'd be a very good game, especially with no fans. You know, I, I talked about the impacts at Villa Park without any fans, but. Mm. I'm going to, because you know, Sheffield United, they're really pushing for a Champions League spot, but, and you know, Afton Villa are struggling for, um, in the relegation battle, but I'm going to say that Sheffield United win 2 0 away from home.
2: Exactly. Mm. What are your thoughts? I'm going to agree. Yeah. I think maybe if Villa had their home crowd in front of them, yeah. it would be a different game. But, um, I just think a lot of the teams now, they're going to be thinking, Oh imagine we had this crowd behind us and that's maybe going to knock confidence. So I'm going to have to go with the Sheffield United. Yeah, England. I'm going
0: to have to go with Sheffield too. I believe that when it comes to no atmosphere, as you say, Aston Villa will be affected. But also that I believe Chris Wilder, he's a very good manager in the mental aspect. And I think he'll have his team more prepared to deal with no crowd. And I think that's going to help a lot, especially in this game. So that's my reasoning for Sheffield United. Anyway, so enough. yeah, uh, Man City versus Arsenal, Luca. This is very
1: excellent game. This, um, to be honest, in a, in a normal circumstance, you really wouldn't give Arsenal a chance, would you? Like, no. Go and see it. Yeah, you know, even though there's all they have no fans, City, but still. On their day, they actually do put up like a decent atmosphere there, but mm. I'd still say. I mean, there's obviously a chance Arsenal can nick it, but you know, if them losing to Brentford, they're not looking like that exceptional. But still, I think I have to go for Man City winning this 3 1 to Man yeah. City.
2: Exactly. I mean, out of all the games coming up, I think. Mount City and Arsenal is one of um, the biggest and the closest, not closest as in ability-wise, but it could go either way, you never know, with Arsenal getting a new manager and having a good run of form before um, the COVID, but I did have confidence in Arsenal winning before the Brentford match, but I'm going to have to go with a City win, I mean, I know Arteta's worked with Pep before, so maybe he knows his tactics going into the game, but... I don't think Arsenal have got the ability there. Maybe if they had one transfer window in before this, they'd have a chance, but obviously that's not going to happen, so I'm going to have to go with City. Win. Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to go with for City win as well. Um, I, I know for City, they've got Sarney back. I think that's going to give them a more of an advantage than they already have in regards to players. Mm-hmm. So, I I, I think Arsenal squad. It. It's gonna be interesting to watch them, but I generally think they're gonna be hopeless. But see, gonna dominate throughout the game, no doubt. Norwich versus Southampton. What are our thoughts?
1: Um, my thoughts. Thing before. Um, I'm gonna go for a one-nil Norwich win. Much needed for them.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Z-
0: uh, Zaki, what are your thoughts?
2: I think it could go either way. I think Norwich do have a chance. Um. You would have had more of a chance in front of a crowd, but I'm going to go with the draw because I think Southampton are comfortable at the moment, but I think Arsenal and Norwich could come out with a good result, so we're just going to go with the draw.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Luke and go for a Norwich victory. Um, but, uh, as Luca said, um, Norwich need the points. Southampton are pretty safe. I also, I'm also in doubt about how good people like Shane Long and Danny Ines will be. Returning yeah. from the break, I think Dan Eunice was in form, but I think
1: it's not an amazing season, of
0: course. Yeah, but I think it this three months he's done to damage him, and I don't think he's going to come back the same player. So, I'm going to go for a noise win for this one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, anyways, Tottenham United, massive game, massive game.
1: I mean, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, when we're going through and 11s, if this was before the coronavirus break. I was so confident we were going to exploit you you know, for all your injuries and stuff, but I'm still sticking to that and I'm still going to say we're going to win 2-1 away from home. Mm.
2: So, I love Zeki. I mean, if there's any chance at any time that Tottenham would beat United with the team we have at the moment, it would be now we've just had a break. Tottenham have had players fit. I mean, they've not had to think about bad results because they've not been playing. I mean, both teams, I know they lost friendlies going into the this game, but um, I'm going to know whether United win. I, I just think um, we'll, we'll be a lot more confident going into the game, even though we had the fr- one friendly loss. Uh, but I, I just think the results we had we were in amazing form before and now we've got Pogba and Rashford fit again. I just I just think we'll, we'll run away with it. I can see us 3-1 win, United.
0: I'm going to for a Tottenham win. I think has now got that sort of pre-season he wanted with Tottenham that he's been talking about in his interviews and now he's had that time to work with the team I believe he will have his winning mentality I'm drilled into the players had heads much more than he did before and I think he's really going to pay off against United so I'm I'm, I'm looking at a, possibly a 3-1 Tottenham win you know game nice anyways moving on Watford versus Leicester
1: versus Leicester, this definitely be a good game. You know, Watford, they actually really need the points. They could do the points now. You know, obviously, if they're a um, 3-0 win versus Liverpool, they'll be they have so much momentum after that. Um, but, you know, Leicester, they, um, I can definitely see them start, um, coming out of the top four places, you know, because they had never been in good form before the coronavirus break. Um, Jamie Vardy had a really good uh, goal drought, a really big uh, goal drought, sorry, but I can still see Leicester pulling through in this one. I'm going to say they win 2-0 away from home comfortably.
0: Hmm. Zachy,
2: what are your thoughts? Um, Watford do really need a win. I mean, I've not seen the rest of the pictures they've got, but um, I could see Leicester um, dropping out the top four. I don't know I've just got a feeling they will, but um, I'm going to with the Leicester win for this game.
0: Fair enough. I, um, I'm going to out Watford win, I think... The uh, Brendan Rogers effect from Leicester's completely gone. He started really well with them, but I think it's only down nil from there. It's gonna be I know it's happening in a shorter time frame, but it's gonna be similar to how his time at Liverpool ended. Um but yeah, as I said o- off podcast, um I think Nigel Pearson's a top quality manager and that that's gonna benefit a lot. Um, coming into the return of the Premier League, so I'm going for a Watford win for this one. Anyways, um, Brighton versus Arsenal. Brighton well,
1: versus Arsenal, three p.m. on Saturday. Um, with fans, especially at Brighton, you know they have they give a decent atmosphere down the Amex. I have, I back a draw, but for now, I think Arsenal have the edge over them slightly. So I'm going to say Arsenal win. 3-2 away from home I think it would be a high scoring game but that's my prediction
2: Fair enough Exactly. what are you going for? For me I think it depends how the City game plays out because I could run in at City and then getting beat to Brighton but then I could see Arsenal getting beat by City and then bouncing back and winning at Brighton Definitely So um, I'm going to go with a Arsenal win for that game I think they will get beat by City but um, I think Brighton if they had a chance it would be in front of a home crowd and obviously that's not real at the moment mm.
0: Yeah I'm going to have to go for an Arsenal win as well I mean despite me thinking that City are going to destroy them um, I still think that Arteta's going to improve the team in general and that's going to come at Brighton's expense I don't necessarily see Brighton doing well with the restart um, I know they have a few good players but I don't believe that Graham Potter has the ability to get his team to function um, after three months off so I'm going for the Arsenal win here. <laughs> anyway, so um, West Ham versus Wolves.
1: West Ham versus Wolves. This is, um, this is a decent game. You know, West Ham, um, they're kind of still struggling at the bottom of the table, aren't they? Like, mm. Let's actually see. They're 16th right now. They are... They're, they're two points off the relegation zone, so they could really do for win here, but, you know, Wolves are really going to be pushing to try and get in the Champions League. You know, they have so much quality of Jimenez, Adama Traore, Moutinho and neves I think they'll win away from home here, 2-1. Mm-hmm. Fair
0: enough,
2: Zachy. Yeah, I think um, Wolves will get the win. Um, I know Obviously, West Ham need this win desperately if they are in to try and stay up comfortably, but um, I just think Wolves are the better side at the moment, mentally, and, like I say, West Ham, if they had a home crowd, maybe it would be a different game, but um, I'm going to say a Wolves win for this one. Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to
2: go for a Wolves win as well. David
0: Moyes is not the man to lead West Ham. That's been proven before, and it's going to be proven again. Uh, it's going to be a Wolves win, definitely, him and done the comeback really strong I think yeah very good start. yeah anyways Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace
1: this is a, I mean Crystal Palace have pretty much cemented their place mid-table safe in the Premier League Bournemouth in the relegation field, but, still. but um, I can generally see this being a draw so I'm going to have to go with that
2: mm, fair enough is that you? Um, I agree as well I think Bournemouth need the win as well, but um, I, I can see Crystal Palace getting the win here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go for a draw as well. I mean, this to be honest, this game's got boring written all over it. I don't see much potential in it being a good game, and but sides are going to strike after three months off, so it's going to be a 0 0 draw. I really don't expect much. Anyways, Newcastle versus Sheffield.
1: Newcastle has Sheffield United. Newcastle currently sitting in 13th, seven points off the relegation zone. They were actually in decent form with St. Maximum doing pretty well um, before the coronavirus break, of course, but I can actually see this being like a boring 0 0 draw. Fair point.
2: Exactly.
0: what are you going for?
2: Um, Sheffield, I also do want this win desperately because. They are challenging for um, that fifth place, but it's obviously hard for a team that's not got the um, the best players, but they are playing well. But um, yeah, I can agree. I think it could be a draw game. I'm going to have a draw.
0: I'm sort of torn on this one because both of them, uh, they don't play all-out attacking football. Uh, we know that. Um, Newcastle especially. But I think that's going to impact Sheffield's play a lot, so I sort of see it being a draw as well. I believe. Um, Yeah, a draw, for sure. Anyways, um, three games to go. Aston Villa versus Chelsea. This will be very good. I mean, I haven't mentioned it
1: twice before in this podcast, but Aston Villa without their fans is going to be a massive downfall with them, of course, because they've had the, the massive atmosphere at Villa Park, but I mean, of course, they need the points, but I can see Chelsea winning like 2-0 in this game. Mm. Fair enough. Zeki, what are you going
2: for? Um, I'm going to go with the Villa win. I think Villa could um, come up with the goods. I can see maybe them getting a result against Lampard's team. But, um, I mean, unlikely, but I think it could happen, even though they've not got the fans behind them. I think they could maybe cause an upset there.
0: Mm. I'm going to have to agree with you here on this one. I think Aston Villa clinched a bit too. Um, it's going to be a close game, of course, but I think Villa, Villa are going to be very well prepared to face Chelsea, considering they'll also have a game under their belt when they come into this one. So, it's going to, yeah, Aston Villa win. Anyways, um, yes, well, Merseyside yeah. Derby. Everton this it a massive
1: game for Liverpool. Of course, um, it was scheduled to be play, uh, played at a neutral venue. But it's going to be Goodison Park, which is good news. But I think Liverpool are two wins away from the title now, and I think they'll just they'll just want to win this game for safety, especially versus their, their city rivals. So I'm going to say Liverpool win two nil away at goodston Park. Mm,
2: exactly. Um I'd love to say this with confidence, but um no, I think I think Everton will get a win. I don't know, or a draw maybe. Well, I'd love to be more confident saying it. Maybe a draw. A draw is more likely, but um, I just think Liverpool didn't have the best run before the break. Obviously, the Atlético game twice and the Watford result. Obviously, a couple of and a couple of shaky games. For example, uh, West Ham at home, they weren't shaky. Won that towards the last ten minutes. But um, I can see Everton maybe coming out on top. Obviously, with it being a derby, they need the home crowd. But um, it, I think Everton will get a result that they're happy with in this game. Maybe a draw, but possibly win. I just don't see Liverpool winning that game. I, I've just got a feeling that they won't get the result. Yeah. I,
0: th- this, 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 I think this might just be one of the most interesting games um, remaining in the Premier League because now Carlo Ancelotti's had months to work with the team. It's a similar situation to Jose. He's a top-class manager who will require more of um, more. more um, an off-season training schedule to get his mentality drawn into the team so I think that's going to help Everton a lot we, we've seen it helping them a lot um, before the Premier League was uh, called off we, we saw players like Calvert-Lewin and the Charleston performing better than they ever have and I think that could genuinely Propose a big threat to Liverpool, and I think Liverpool they aren't going to be as dominant as they were before yeah. the um, postponement. So I I see this being a draw as well. Anyways, um, let's go to the last game: Man City versus Burnley.
1: I mean, I think this should be pretty straightforward, but you never know. Burnley could offer an upset here. Maybe um. Maybe sneak a draw, but I just don't see it happening. You know, if they're, if they're long ball, um, I think Man City will win comfortably, like four 0 in this game. To be honest,
2: Zachy, mm. exactly. um, I was actually going to say that I only think Burnley's style of play works at home, but obviously it worked at Old Trafford this season. But um, mm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Burnley will um, get anything out of this game. I can see City winning comfortably.
0: I have to agree with both of you, Man City, and they're gonna run the race with this game again. I think, considering that Man City are no longer expected to win the league, it could possibly help their players in smaller games. Um, there's less pressure, and that's only gonna allow their players to thrive more. So, finally are getting battered yeah. Ooh, five nil, see? Yeah. five nil. Well. Anyways, guys, that's gonna bring us to the end for this edition hopefully we'll release this uh, on Tuesday, we're recording this on a Monday and hopefully we'll also have an episode ready for you Wednesday we're planning a two part special so um, hopefully you'll stay tuned um, this has been me, Jack, you can follow me on Twitter at All, all Out THFC um, I'll let Zach and to say goodbye as well
1: yeah it's been it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast again you can follow me on twitter at spider sucker and yeah just you can let's be on there mm-hmm. uh,
2: another great episode yeah another week as well I think it's gone really well so um, if you can follow me as well on twitter m-u-s-e-zeki thanks for listening yeah
0: all right so thank you both for joining me today um thank you for listening as I said at the start of the podcast please share this with your friends on social media we'd very much appreciate it and hopefully we'll see you on the next episode